think it's important before we start to understand the timeline of what happened. The Yidden went out of Mitzrayim on, on the, 14th, the 15th day of Nisan. Um, they had to get shoes, they got to say, they got the Torah. Uh, within the 40 days that Meish Rabbein was supposed to be up there, they made an ego. It took the it took Meish Rabbein another 80 days to to make uh, God forgive them. They then had to build a base of a base of a Mishkan. That took until uh, well, the building actually took only to Hanukkah time, but Ramai said he set it up until Rosh Nissen. And then they made the Machnas, and then they made the Ruvim, uh, the exchange of Ruvim. And again, they're still not ready to go. If they would have gone right away, it would have been 11 days, it would have been in Israel. Would have been the wars, whether it would have been wars or not. Probably would not have been, but then she would have killed them all out without, without actually having to fight. Uh, they weren't zeichet to that, so they had to go to war. But Lamaise, they uh, were up to already almost two years, a year plus something, and you had uh, the sin of the uh, of, of, of Miriam and Aaron, which delayed again another seven days after that. And then and then all of a sudden, we want to send the Raglan, took another 40 days. And at the end of that, all of a sudden, they had Xavier on them. They're not born. Now, first of all, it took so long, the little one, one, one after the other, they would have gone in, nobody would have said a word because they, they saw all the Nisim and everything else. There's no doubts at that time. They would have gone in to the show right away. Uh, whatever doubts they they cause by the by the spending of time by the, the passing of time, so that's when we what the issue was. So then, all of a sudden, they have now one of the things that they had to do by the Ibavian, Um Now again, I've always thought that the all these people had great plans of going into Eretz Yisrael, and now all of a sudden they were told they're going to die in the midbar. So. Uh, Exactly. The question is why Kairach? Because probably the Levim did not die in the Midbar. The Levim did not die. Kairach was in the Levi. So what was his big problem? Well, whatever it was, uh, but it got to be another 40 years. That's the main thing. 40 years with the system that we were on top of each other and everything else. We're going to stay in the Midbar. And that's, that was upsetting. And especially his wife, uh, the Levim had to shave off all the hair on their body. So obviously, uh, you don't look the same when you're when you completely uh, bald, if you want to call it. Meaning the beard, the hair, everything. Eyebrows, I think, probably also. Everything that, that, that all the hair on the body. So you look funny. And. Whatever it was, could be uh, that no, it was just that the, uh, the fact that uh, when everyone tells you so right away and they can just drag around in this, which is, an, I don't see what was so bad in the mid but, but whatever it is, it was not a normal living. And uh, it's not gonna be your regular house. You're gonna be living in a tent of sort, some sort. And uh, I guess maybe she would, because the woman also did not die in the midbar, so she also wouldn't have died. So what, what exactly uh, was your problem? Um, but the thing is, FLP came, it's dragging around for another 40 years. And so she mentioned to him that, you know, uh, Moshe may try to make him look stupid. He was an up-and-coming guy. Now, what do you mean an up-and-coming guy, Tara? You gotta understand, he has to be under 50 years of age because he was the day he was doing, he did Aveda. He's from Naisei of Aachen. So he's working. The working is only between 30 and 50. How old is Moshe Rabbeinu when they, when they went out of Mitzvah? This is a year or two later. So let's say Aveda is about 82, already 83. This guy's, what, 50? Now 50 be out of work already. So let's say he's 45. 
That's a pretty big chutzpah to, to make him a chlekis. So obviously he must have been a big guy. Uh, no one's an up-and-coming guy. And uh, the wife can convince him that, you know, Moshe Rabban took you as a competitor. And because you're a competitor, he tried to put you down, make you look like a nap. Like, what kind of competitor are you to Moshe Rabban? You know, it's... Uh, so anyway, but that, 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 that's what, he, what happened. And we'll see what happens for the Machlekes. Okay, so this is uh, where we're up to. And Kairach warning now to uh, to better his position. In other words, I don't want to be just a, a little fiddle in the orchestra. He wants to be the big fiddle. And uh, so he wanted to make a machlekes. Now in the Pesach, it says, who who are these people that made this machlekes? Kairach ben Yitzhak. Okay, whatever it is. And Dostum Aviram ben Eliyop. And I'm Ben Pelis. Now, Kerach, we heard about, there's going to be Mishpachas HaKochi and B'nai Kerach and Tilim. Uh, you know, he's a pretty famous guy. Dostum um, Aviram, they're also famous. For the wrong things, but they're famous. But I'm Ben Pelis, whoever heard of him. Right. So what is it so important to mention his name when he's not the only one that was there? other guys were there. Rashi says that it means the Nasi I mean, Mishama Ben Amihud, you know, from. Uh, so that's uh, I mean, Elitzer Ben Steyo. I'm sorry, Elitzer Ben Steyo was the Nazi Shevet Ruven. He says he was one of the 250. So why he's more famous than than uh, Ben Palace? If any name should have been, it should have been put in there. So why the Ben Palace? And it's interesting, the Machlekes didn't start. With Dustin Ravirum making Machlekes. Rashi brings down how comes Ruvain, so many people from Ruvain were involved because Ruvain was next to Kahas. The, uh, the Kahas was on the south side of the of the Mishkan, so that's where Ruvain was. So therefore, they, they had Chaychas. So we understand, and, and he calls who's the Russia? He calls Kerach the Russia, and who's the Who's the Shechinim? Dostum Avirum. You would think Dostum Avirum are the only Shechinim. They don't need to be because they were neighbors to the Russia. No, it was uh, Kerach wanted to make Machlegis. He knew which guys to get there. He knew to go over to Dostum Avirum and get into him and get him on your side. And he's looking to make him Machlegis. I'll put it into a modern way uh, type. Let's say. Um, Shul hires a rabbi, and one of the Balabatin feels he's more capable than the rabbi. The rabbi doesn't need such a good tutorship, he doesn't know how to handle the sick people, he doesn't know how to talk to people. I can do a much better job. I want the job. But the guy got the job, so we have to get him out. Right? So I have to make him a chlekes. Now, how many people are going to back me? And why should they back me? They got a rabbi ready. They don't need me. So I got to go to people who don't like the rabbi. Now, why won't they like the rabbi? Because they don't think he's capable and took care of all the problems before they happened. And when they happened, they somehow solved them all after they happened. And like Moshe Rabbeinu, he had no food. Uh, he came down to a science to feed the Eden. All of a sudden, they're making more trouble for the Yidden. He came down to Mitzrayim, uh, he took us out of Mitzrayim, he has no supply lines. Whatever it is that he's Baisha Abenu is not a proper leader. Now, uh, so these are thus in Babylon, and in, in, de in deference to Kaisal, they, they really care. But again, there are enough people to kick them and get the rabbi out. 
you need the unbiased opinion of the people that really don't care too much who's the rabbi. So what happens in that case, you present the case to the people who but want to live the shalom. Says, you know, there's a rabbi, if you have uh, the rabbi stays, you're gonna have about seven people that are not gonna like him, they can always talk about him, it's not gonna be shalom in the community. The best thing for us is if the rabbi leaves. And uh, like I will, let, let's quiet down the guys that are adulting. Man, you know, it's fucked. They're our boys, our friends, how it is, how that. And that's how it is. So the majority of the board that's going to throw out the rabbi has to be the people who are not Nigeya one way or the other. So what are you Nigeya about then? Maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. So let's see what happens. In other words, and that's Ayn Ben Pelis. He's the majority of the people, and he's the guy that maybe he's right. So they came to Mason, they tainted that, you know, you can't have nepotism. You know, you put an iron as a, uh, as a current goggle, that's unfair. Uh, I don't know how, if it would have worked by my Shabbat, could be not, because he's not that type of a person to talk that way. But I remember when this thing happened by Kennedy. Kennedy was president, and Robert Kennedy made the Attorney General. And the question they asked him was, isn't that nepotism? He says, I don't know what you call it. He says, but a big brother has to do something for a smaller brother. So I made him remember what he called him president. I made him attorney general. He's a good, capable fellow. And everything, everybody left. And he left it. He remains attorney general. He also, maybe if he would have, would have said, uh, that's exactly what I do for my brother. And whatever it is there, I have to give him a good position. He's my older brother, so I, I can't leave him just the way he is. Now, whatever it is, that maybe they would have pissed. But they Shabena saw that this was a machlikis. It wasn't point. They're questioning why did you do it? They're questioning me because they want me, they want him out. They want to take over. He knows that. And once he knows that, there's no shalom. I can't make peace with you because you don't want to make peace. So, uh, then he spoke to them and he says a very strange thing. That was, first of all, we're going to test it tomorrow if you want. And I guess he was telling them, like, you know, I think I recommend you back off. Okay. What do you, what do you say? You have enough. What do you mean I have enough? I, mean, I, I want the whole thing. I don't, I don't want to be satisfied with just the guy I saw. I want to be in the other guys. <clears throat> Mommy store and 50 plain people who are not even with him. They say, Ruben Mishifta Shevet Ruben, right? She says. So Ruben Mishavit Ruben. So these people are big people. They come, they, 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 they're not picked for any job. And then so they want the job. Why not? You're talking about 250 people that believe, in their own minds at least, that God should will pick them over Aaron. I mean, they gotta be crazy to think such a thing. You know, why would God do that? Oh, but that's what they Bashavah was. They're going in and they're competing now for them. They knew that if you're not the job, you're dead. That they knew. And they go, go, Rashi, and if you know why did Kerach do it? Because Kerach was a smart guy, and like some of them were smart guys. But anyway, but Kerach, who started it, I guess, is because uh, he saw the Shmuel's coming from him. So he figured that, you know, he must be great if Shmuel's gonna come from him. So, uh, so that's what he figured, and the thing, and obviously he was wrong. I mean, he was right in the sense that Shmuel comes from him, but it's not right that uh, that means guarantees him godless anyway, even though he had enough godless. So what does Rav Lachem and Levi mean? In other words, usually in the, in, the, in the world, 
uh, guy does a good job, he gets a promotion, right? So if we're gonna have, let's say, uh, a, a lady soil even, your soil really uh, is is doing a good job being your soil. Now he doesn't have enough mitzvahs. He wants to be a lady. And maybe I want to be a coin also. And they're like, what do we, you, you really like, you really want to be a coin? You're nuts. About, they, they want to become Kahane. And <coughs> why are you nuts? Because you have to have two houses. It's you can't live together in the same house and something because the daughters and then the wife on the Tamad and the, the, the furniture and you can't sit in the, in the, in the dining room. So you have to have two houses. And uh, you always got to be cautious of Tumas. You got to go to the Mikra constantly before you can eat Tumas and all these things. It's a little bit of complicated life. So the reason he wanted because he said he want more mitzvahs. is felt it. Are you doing the best job, Shaykh, as a levy? No, it's a different job, but I'm not in competition with you. And that's the problem that in the world, everybody seems to want a job. And then I have give you a mushroom that, that exists out of town. Uh, most out of town schools have a problem. They change principles quite often. Thank you very much. So imagine in a town out of town where you have 60-year-old Rubeim who've been there for 30, 40 years. And all of a sudden, this 30-year-old guy comes in. He's hired by the board, and he's the principal. He's going to teach me how to teach. He's going to be my boss. Right? So it's, uh, it's not a push in the mice. How's he supposed to handle it? I mean, you automatically made a thing of failure here. So I think the answer is that the the principal has to come over and, and, and talk to them in a special meeting. I am not, I am not your boss in this thing in that sense. You're the teachers. You've been a teacher for many years. I haven't had that honor. You've been the you guys do a terrific job. I'm not here to take your jobs away. My job is to run the school. And therefore, if I mention something to you, it's not because I'm criticizing you for what you're doing. I'm criticizing the effect that it may have on the school. So let's say if someone will come late, I mentioned, you know, uh, some, uh, the, the kids are running around the building uh, without, without any supervision. You know, uh, I tried to keep them in there, but I wasn't able to because I had to be the other one for that, whatever it is there. And I couldn't handle it. And, uh, you know, you got to be on time. You can't be late. Okay, am I criticizing you? I don't You can, you can look at it meaning that I'm just telling you what your job is again because it affects the school. I don't walk into your classroom and tell you, you know, you teach the A before the B or B before the A. That's, that's your business. You're the teacher. You're a better teacher than I am. But the school can't run with kids running all over the place. And that's what I'm talking about. So if you deal it that way, that we have two different jobs, then it's not a problem. Then it has nothing to do with promotion. I'm not your boss. I'm not anything. I have a different responsibility than you have. The problem with promotion is the case of promotion is I think the Russian is, I don't, I don't remember exactly the, the Russian, uh, that you get promoted until you're, until you're, uh, you're incapable. What do I mean? Uh, let's say in the, the army, that we know those are promotions. So they will, uh, a private will become a PF1, private first class. He's that, he's a good one, make him a corporal. He's a good one, they'll make him a sergeant. He's a good one for that, they'll make him different types of sergeants. Even better, they're going to make him a, a lieutenant on the battlefield. Rather than a lieutenant, you can make him a, a first lieutenant, then a captain. And they want to make him a major now. But as a captain, he didn't do a good job. 
So when they leave him as a captain, they don't demote him to being a, to being the lieutenant where he did a good job, right? They leave him as a captain. So he got promoted to his point of incapability. That's what basically he got promoted. And so therefore, we always have incapable people running our businesses, our armies, or everything else, because that's how who are there. Okay. So basically, but that's what I think it shut the now he calls Sadosim Baviram. Now he knows that Dosim Baviram are not his friends. Right? But they care about Kla Yisrael. That much he had to give them credit for. And he always had a, a decent relationship with them, even though they always did different than what he said. But they were able to talk. And whenever they had a disagreement, he would try to explain why he's doing what he does. And he explains, like, you know, if we would have had food when we were at him at first of all, the time it would have taken to get it already and everything else and to fix up the supply lines and how to carry it and everything like that, it would take weeks so or who knows what that would be, make us not be able to move that fast. And the Urbanish was running the show. And that's when he told us to go. And I trusted him. And you see, he produced. He gave us money. He gave us the slug. He gave us, he, 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 he made a, he did a good job for us. He made us, uh, he made the air condition. He made the Ananiya COVID. He did, so we're doing a great job. But the Urbanish wanted to show you that you can rely on him. That was the whole point. And every time this would happen, that they would have a taina, my shabbat, all of a sudden there's no water, all of a sudden there's no this. They would come, to, he would come to them, or they would come to him, and he would explain to them, that's the way the Benjamin wanted it, that's the way it is. In this particular mindset, Maisha is using the same approach. He's calling for Dustin Vaviram. To pay him to come to him, we'll talk it over, and then I'll show you that's been on your mind. They refuse to come. Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't say he got angry at them. Uh, um, when he didn't say You'll notice in any places that means angry. Vayicha means said. Moshe was very saddened by this thing, because now he had to do something. Because as long as you're willing to talk it over, you're willing to be a Talmud that's willing to hear what I got to say, then then, then we can live the Shalom. I, I, we don't agree. I may speak a little Russian horror about you, which we don't find that they did, but let's assume they did even. So, okay, that's the way life is, is all about. You're not gonna please everybody. But they see me being in Belayv, you're doing a good job, so they're, they're going to trust Nakodesh Baruch But now they're refusing to come. That means they're refusing to, that, I'm, that I'm the leader. I mean, that all of a sudden I have no authority left. If I have no authority, I can't plead Kal Yisrael. So therefore, Meshach Rabbeinu was, had to do something, and therefore he made it even that. They shouldn't be uh, uh, about the, their little bit of the carbon should be left over, should not be burnt up from the katayas, whatever it is they mentioned, and, and, then, and that's what happened. The Benisham actually rejected them. And the, he brings in the Sosi, in other words, there are reasons why people want to be leaders. I mean, it's, uh, it, it, it pays well. It may not pay so much money sometimes, but pays in COVID, pays in authority. It pays, it, it pays. And therefore I do it. My Shrabbeinu is saying, I never used my authority for anything. But it says even Shmuel is even Gautama that Mashman at this point, that Shmuel would not even have asked someone to rent him a behemoth. 
But you're actually paying the guy money for it. He wouldn't ask that because it's like also using my authority against you. And Moshe Rabbeinu Moshe would have asked for that. He would have asked it for free, but he would ask it for, for money. And uh, whatever that means, but uh, obviously it's a big madrege, not using your authority to ever get any benefit out of it. Not the littlest benefit that Moshe Rabbeinu have out of being the king of Akal Yisrael. And uh, and that and they're worried about covet. They're worried about what he called. So it it it, it you know it, it's it's completely. I don't understand how they're even doing this. Anyway, they got the whole Ada, and it's interesting. The, you know, the Vayishim threatened to wipe out Kai so four times. Once by the Eger, once by the Maghagram, and twice by Kerach. And you don't find any defenders in Moshe Rabbeinu. At least by, by the by Maghagram, he said in Yeshua Kalev. He had, had at least uh, four people against him. Here it's just Moshe now. That means, I'm not saying that they were anybody against Moshe. But they wanted to see what happens. Let's let's hear the argument. Let's have the debate. They're all coming to listen. Kerach was able to get the whole Elam, everybody. Then there's Cole Hader, everybody. Got everybody to come down and see what's going on. And he figures they'll get a lot of dissenters that way, whatever it is there. But Lemai said there was no one that stood up for my Shaman. And that's what the Rebbeinu was very upset about. And therefore, there was no exceptions in, in who died. No one got re, uh, relieved to die from, uh, because they didn't go where you say, well, they were already with the Maraglin. So, of course, they didn't, uh, what do you call it? Okay, so you're right, it's about the Maraglin. Even the Nassim didn't come to defend Moshe Rabbeinu. Nobody came to defend Moshe Rabbeinu. So here, for sure, nobody came even colored me. And, and Yeshua didn't. You don't find that they were there. They came out for him. No, nobody came out. Uh, except that once they would, the, the, the Benson promised them to, do, to come out to soil. He's not going to kill them now. And I don't know if he would have killed the rest of them because maybe what he said, if, I, if he's going to wipe them all out, that maybe he'd be allowed to do when he'd wipe them out too. I don't know. I, I can't answer you. I don't know. Uh, and they, with their chesed and the love of Klal Yisrael, were saying, like, you know, there's no reason to kill, you know, the guys, you know, everybody has people who, who disagree with him, and they come over, but disagreement was strong, and all that, but they wouldn't have started anything. The only this, the guys who started the Machlekes, those are the guys I hear you are angry at. But the rest of the people are just, uh, you know, it's a show for them. So they came in to see what's going on. So, uh, you know, why would you take it out of That's the first thing. Then the Venetian tells them, we're going to show, we're going to have to do something to, to establish your authority. So I want you all to go to, 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 the, to the tents of Kairach, that's in our view. Now, I don't know how near one was to the other. They said they were near to each other with neighbors, but a neighbor could be a block away, two blocks away, something like that. I have no idea. So it's very hard to say where the hole was that's going to open up. But Lamaisa, uh, that's where they went. There could be the houses were next to each other too. And therefore, uh, they were all in the same like courtyard or something. And they came out and... Uh, and he told them that they should all go away because they shouldn't be show any closeness to them. Uh, so everybody left them except their families. Now, it's interesting, one person of their families did leave. Uh, the Ben, the Ben Ishmitzri. who had that machlekes and cursed the Kodesh Bochum and what he called happened after this. And 
he is basically the son of Shlemish Basdivri. And Shlemish Basdivri, according to Medrash, is the wife of Dosov. So he's going out, you know, with our Stoltz guy there, and Chayru took her kids with her, right? And this guy didn't go with them. Now, I don't know why not, but obviously in a certain place, maybe, maybe he did have a certain loyalty to call yourself. And go to Moshe Rabbeinu. That has nothing to do with the with with the clover that in other words where he lost the tailor where maybe he thought he's such a good buddy of Meshabanus and stuff like that, and all of a sudden Moshe passing it against him, that uh, that he all of a sudden cursed uh, what he called the Manishwa. But but the uh, but it's possible that they had a good relationship because they, these guy he was not part of their family, at least not with me. But the rest of the family was all there. Their children and their babies and the little ones. And that means also Kerach's family was there. Kerach himself was over, was by the Matira Kteris. He was over there. So Moshe Rabbeinu says that he had needed something, a special type of Nisa here. And then the Rashiva says the time for that is because if it would have been a regular death, they all would have understood that Moshe Rabbeinu is God's pet. They saw grace and wisdom that he does and only he can do. And the self so Moshe said, God will do anything for Moshe Rabbeinu. The Shaila is, uh, but when he bothered to the extent of making a nest, that they held he wouldn't do. So, uh, so that's what Moshe Rabbeinu is asking. I need, I can tell enough that they die, because I know that they'll say, ah, oh, big deal died. Moshe Rabbeinu is that they die, so they died. But when he asks, will he create something new? Or if we learn like the Rambam, the something new had to always been there. And I say, now if you hold it to sinkhole, that's simply all it was. Uh, which means the Rebbeinu made it in the nice and voracious, but to use it whatever he wants it, and I don't know how he moves them around, but it could be that he moves them around because he finds sinkholes in many different places. Well, something's over here, and all of a sudden it's 20 feet down. And uh, most of the time, uh, for what happened to people, they would get killed. Uh, you know, so I don't know how, how if you can meditate to the sinkhole or not, but like this, so this is the door to Gehenna. And uh, we call the way the Chubis, so they were on a shelf, not in Gehen, whatever that means. And he tells him if 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 he means he makes this hole, then it's all right. He sent me. If not, it's not. As soon as he, he finished speaking, the earth opens up. Now, simultaneously with this is the carbonus of the Kteris. So Kerach, who happened to be from both, he was Chayiv to go back around to Gehenna. He was also Chayiv. Misa from the uh, from Bernie Taylor's, which is fire. So uh, he, he, whatever it is, so he probably died died from the fire and went down that dead into the uh, down to Gehenna. But uh, didn't stop anywhere else. Now other people, on the other hand, they uh, could be stopped on the way. So. Uh, Anyone want to say with that? Okay. Now, what happened with the Nekerach, I still don't understand. Uh, obviously, we got a lot of tilling from them. Um, they had children. They had kids. Did they have these kids before or after the Maisha? Can't say they had them before because they were there in the Machlekes. So they were there to, to either ridicule Moshe Rabbeinu or whatever it is there. 
They were all standing outside their tent. So with the, with the house, when the hole opened up, everybody went down, including the Bnei Keach, except they didn't chew it right away. A hero chew, it's all it takes to be chew with a hero chew. I wanna, I, I, I'm sorry, Yosh. I don't have to even say I'm Dagandudi. I'm sorry, God. And then the thing over there, that, that's true. And uh, you, you say, so why do we make such redo and everything else? Because that's a chathila, what you do. But the dinner true, you yates with that. If someone will say, by Kedushin, a Russia, will say to a girl, a Manasha, a Tali Gomo, it's a time, the condition. The suffix Mikdashis, because we heard that, that maybe he, he, he didn't, he actually thought God was better than, than him. It's all about the So, how did they get out? That I don't know. So, the saying Shira there. And they come and pull them out. And then she made a nest and took them out. And they came back into Claudia's soil. Uh, and they said, I don't know what happened to Blake here. They went on living in a normal life and had children afterwards. Yeah. And that's why everybody ran away. Like normally, this is self-defending. We're all guilty to a certain extent. Now, when we gave credence to Kerach to continue his machlekes, because nobody was Meicher. Nobody said, you know, what are you guys doing? And therefore, the machlekes took a lot of uh, force. It made, made a lot of Kerach uh, to, to make this machlekes. And, and it came with that Kerach. And uh, obviously, if it was up to the board, Misha would be out. Brown would be out, I didn't want to go. So, Um, well, uh, anyway, uh, and the Benjamin started to make my gaifa, and uh, and uh, Aaron he tells Aaron to make the terrace and to go out and uh, and do the terrace and be mavdo between the dead and the live ones, and the Malchamavis will stop. And then the old story, the debate between Malchamavis and, and Aaron. Uh, but Lamai said the Machamovis went away. And this was, I think, the side that the Machamovis made, told him that terrorists could save people. So till now, all we've seen is terrorists killing people. So the idea is you want to show them that terrorists save people too. Okay. Um, So uh, he went in, so he went in, what, what he called the Negev started, and it said that the dead people in the Magefa was 24,700. And we spoke about before that it's, that we see that the, the, the mice is always a rounded numbers. We have uh, by, even by the Balper, we're talking about uh, 276,000 uh, uh, people died from the, from, uh, the Aveira that got Misa. He got 24,000 who died in a Magaifa. He had them up and he got 200,000. So here also, I want to kind of the same thing. I don't, you know, to say, obviously, by Diego, was a different numbers. So when do you say what? And, and, and uh, you know, when you say, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, sometimes there's a Russian, there was a big, big Magaifa. 
what do you call it? What does Ma'id mean? What does it mean? How many thousands are we talking about? But over here, we're talking about 15,000. 14,700 we have, and approximately 300 from uh, from Cairo, from Cairo. 250 guys who, who actually had the pants. So actually you're missing 50 left. And how many families you have? Uh, and families could be the other, the other 50. Uh, so obviously you had 15,000. So you see this again, the round number business. Then Moshe Rabbeinu, the Benish improves to uh, everyone by taking the staff out, not the staff of Moshe. Which he used for the Mabi going before the party. But Makish could be used Moshe's staff, but for that he used Aaron's staff. And this staff became grew every time. It's from beginning to end. Because normally you don't have uh, the, the fruit product, which is the almond and the flowers at the same time, the budding at the same time. When the, the, the fruit is, is a result of the budding. So therefore, if you have it, it's, it's an impossibility. So you have a nest here to show that the Rabbein Islam is saying that every part of our Aram, from the beginning to the end, is always going to be my, as my friend and, and uh, confidant. <coughs> okay, and that was to take away the tightness. Now, Carl, you so stuck with something, with a problem. They, and, and this is not necessarily a time to have. Uh, they say, what are we going to do? We got to grow, right? We want to grow. And the closer we get to the Mishkan, we get killed. So what are we supposed to do? The Benishim said, okay, we're going to put in B'nai Levi and the God. Okay. That the first thing is the lady to take over the actual uh, work with the things, which is the clay Kalen and what he called that they have to work with. Ahmed has to make sure that they don't even see it, this stuff. But the mice, uh, they carry it, they, they hold it, that's their job. And the Kayanim do the actual labor, the actual avoider in the Middash, right? And for that, all of a sudden, there's a price tag. <coughs> Until now, did they talk about human mice before? Could be yes, could be no. Uh, but assuming even if they did, it could have been reluctance on part of Claudia Soil. Like, why should I give him 10%? Why should I give the Korean certain 24 matnas kahuna? And why should I do that? Because God commanded, okay, we understand that, but why does he deserve it? Why is he taking away my money? So the Vaishnav is really telling him, I waited for you to need the thing. And this we see again in the Aftarah. That uh, this is a strange half tale. Talking about Kerech, and all of a sudden they're talking about Shmuel. Okay, make sense. But they Klai Yisrael was making Sholem Elech, and they were, and there was a lot of people who didn't want Sholem. I know about a lot, but there's people that didn't want Sholem Elech to be king. And they put up their objections who is he, where he come from, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, whatever it is, what happens, he goes to war with uh, and he actually wins the war with either with Nisim or whatever he called but obviously uh, Amin was a superior army than, than the Yidin uh, the were 
and he was victor, victor uh, had the victory. So they uh, all of a sudden everybody wants to make Shaul the king. He's a care for many things that they wanted. So Mamela, now let's make Shaul king. But it's a price take to be make a king. You have to support him. You have to support his army. You have to support this thing. It doesn't come just for nothing. But people, when they see they need a king, they need this general, they need his, uh, his fairness, whatever it is that they need, they're willing to pay for it. So that's what they want to tell you. Right now, you saw the thing, so therefore, you have to pay for it. You're paying for it 24 buttons. Uh, the question is, what do we call it? Yours or mine? So there's a difference. The Koyan, it says, Kola Li, whatever they give me, that means the Rabbanish the becomes yours. I'm giving it to you. So Koyan technically is always eating Mishokhun Gavoya, right? Because whatever he has, Benjamin gave him. Because he's eating gods. Shulchan Gavaya, no matter where it is, when it is, there's always food there. Whatever it is, you get something, it's always something around here. If you're a lady, there it says it's given to you as a salary. You get the demaisa. It's, it's a, a, a salary for taking to do the work for you, so should should have done. Uh, when I say now, the Kaiso is willing to accept it because they need them. They don't want the danger point of going to do the this, so they let the good let the. Levian do the Albert and they let the scarf, whatever it is, but we have to support it. So, okay, fine, it's a good deal. So, there it's cool. Let's understand the coin gets 24 items and it's Kadish Kadosh. Now, it's a Kadish at least. The Khatas and the Yoshim and these things you can't, the women can't eat. Only he the shlamim they can eat, and tums meisas they can eat. But all the twenty-four things that we're talking about, they gave to a human being, me, and, uh, and, it, and, it, could, and it could be, uh, and, and it's given to me. And, and what do you call? I'm really eating yours. So how would you look at it that way? Then, in other words, the kohen is always eating God's stuff. God's stuff is always going to have, it's never going to be empty. God's table is always, it's always full. That's one of the ideas that we have to understand ourselves by all food. That was what the Shlomim represented, is that we eat, we understand we're eating God's food. God's giving it to us. And that's a big uh, thing for people to reach that Patrick to understand that. And if so, therefore, when you reach such a you're not going to do anything more because you're automatically believing Shemayim. There's a famous uh, Rambam at the end of uh, Babel and Shemitah that talks about that we shave it, lady but anybody. So there's even some that want to say goyim too. I don't know. But anyway, but anybody that wants to Holocaust a year for sure uh, can become like a coin. And therefore he would also eat, always have food. And by the way, people don't say that. So I want to tell you that this it says there, the old Rambams. It was pretty much the way it said. It ends off, Hakayanim Halavim. Hakayanim who are Levim, meaning we have a few times in Torah, I think 11 times like that, 
that the Kayanim are described as Levim, Kayanim HaLevim. And here also, you want to go to Shevet Levi that, that really gave you this, that's the Kedusha of the Kayan that gives you this ability. What's the difference between the Kayan and the Levi? And so the time of the base of Migdish is, we all know the difference. One has the Torah, one has the actual Aveda, one has the preparations, everything else about it. I want to tell you the difference between him and let's say now. I would say a Koyan is someone that dedicates his life to Aveda Hashem. In other words, he wants to do whatever God needs. It doesn't make a difference what God needs. You'd be a Moshul Nigmore, Nigmore when uh, when Rebbe was dying, he was giving out the jobs of Shabbis. So he made, um, oh boy, the Chanine made him Rosh Hashiva. And so the Gemara asks, where is Rabchia? Rabchia was obviously recognized as the biggest of Rebbe's Talmudim. So he should be the Rosh Hashiva. So how come he picked up Hanina? Says because Rufia was doing good things. He was teaching little kids. The whole argument of Hanina and Rufia of your Hanina said if the tale would be forgotten, I could return it with my Chacham. And Rufia said, I'll make sure it never forgotten. And he went out to teach little kids to be able to teach each other. And they set up a whole school system like that. And he was doing that in the world. And they lived, the Torah will not be forgotten because of he is there and making sure that everybody knows the Torah. So, what he's doing is a lot more important than being the Rosh Hashiva. Because he's out actually teaching the little kids and making sure that they know and they learn. Inspiring them. So, you know, when you look at jobs, you gotta realize what's important, what God wants. God wants that people should listen to the tailor. So, we, so he, he, he's gonna go wrong with Avchia. That's a coin. God take care of it. Because whatever you need, God, that's what I'm gonna do. And I give even to, to the push of the Zachan. I come into the yeshiva and it's dirty and I start picking up the garbage and taking care, make sure the Tamidim have to clean and they're able to, to learn in cleanliness and makes it even for them and therefore they can learn with the rest of Yishmak. It's also a kayin. Like it's a degrading job. You say, no, it's not degrading. I'm working for God. It's not as degrading working for God. That's the kayin. And therefore, what's a lady? A levi is chelav avodas. Oh, yes, I'm saying so. A koyin's food is always holy. It's not my food, it's God's table. The food is holy. On the other hand, the levi is someone who works in Teret, works in Avedis Hashem, but on his terms. Now, this is a marshal. I mean, it has to belittle anybody that does this. A guy, he shivit, and he's known as a big Talmud Chacham, and they offer him a class, uh, an eighth grade, let's say, and that's a nice class. You have Gemara teaching already, you understand it. Okay, but he feels, you know, it's too little for me. I don't go for 11th, unless it's 11th grade. 11th grade and up, I don't go for less than that. But I dedicate myself to pay. I don't want to get a job doing something else. I'm going to do learning, but on my terms. That's a lady. I'm working in holy work, but I have a price tag on it. He doesn't eat for children of that attitude has a salary. Nice salary, but a salary. Sometimes not so nice salary. A koyin, no matter what the salary is, it doesn't make a difference. He will have what to eat. Igvayishim guarantees that. You're eating my food. And I'm making sure that you'll always have food to eat. That's the Benishim's part. 
So there's a big difference. It's just interesting in the news ram, the new Rambams, without put a vav in hakayan vehalavim. So my shtickle table will fall off with that logic. But the mice, I think, from the old Rambams, that's what it means, and that's why there's no vav there. All the old Rambams have no vav. Okay. And the Shira said an interesting chumla here. But in the lady who had to give maisim and maisim. And when you give maisim and maisim, it considered if you're giving tumas maisim that, you know, that the soil gives because he planted it, he has what to give. You don't have that thing because you don't have any land. But I'll give you schama for it if you give that away. So it says in the Lushen, as a you have to give the best part to the to the koyen. and then if you give the best part it's going to be counted as this, I may say it's a mitzvah, I can give everybody the worst part, I can eat the stuff, it still becomes fine to be eat, it becomes full. But the maise, what does the bench want you to give? He wants you to give the best part. And he puts it as a, a somehow a condition, and that's when it's going to be considered Tumas and Maises. Because it does it the same thing. Okay. So when you give only the best, that's what it's counted as that. But I would, it's always chum. That's called a chum, the mention that everybody can do and everyone should do. There are certain chumras that are made only from Neitera. And if you go, uh, even you have to be higher, at least, if you go in and the guy go after the Das Yochid, uh, you have to at least reach the Madrig of Precious in the, in the uh, Silas Yishorim. And not only you have to reach Precious, you have to also agree with the Shita. If you don't agree with the Shita, you're not allowed to do it. In other words, uh, you're not going to get it. It is like the Rat, not like the Yochid. So you have to know when you can actually do it. There you can't do it to say the things. But but certain chumras everybody can do. And that's the chumma with the Bansham says is something missing when you don't give a chalbi man. You're right, the yates are given, but it's not what I want. It's not what I want, so therefore there is still something wrong with it. You're still eating something that's not that's not fully free, right? But it is fully free, yeah, technically, but not what I want. And that's the thing that holds such a that's what the uh wants. Uh, just one more thing in the Aftera, it happens to be that he counts. The Gimel Kali Olam, which is Rubal, Bedon, and Yiftoch, against Shmoisha, Aaron, and Shmuel. And because of this, we say Yiftoch, Bedore, Kishmuel, Bedore. Now, if there's a switch, Yiftoch lived before Bedon, which is Gershu, which is Shimshin. So, how come he switched the generations? It's because what happened if he would have been the right way he would have said it, and then, uh, what do you call it, uh, Gil, uh, um, the Yiftoch who come out against Aaron. And therefore, Aaron was not the, 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 the real Melech, right? So if that was Aaron's not the real Melech, so if we, with the argument that there is actually took place between Yiftoch and Pinchas, then you would say, well, maybe Pinchas is the one. It's because Pinchas was a bigger person than Yiftoch was. On the other hand, but the thing is, Yiftach B'dayrei Kishmuel B'dayrei. I put him against Shmuel to make you understand that Shmuel was the sole of boss in his generation. Zion Teireh and Zion being the Melech. 
And that's how Yiftoch is. Yiftoch is and what is he going to stay there? Yes, they have to find people to advise him. But he's the he's the one that does it, and therefore not Pinchas. That's the uh, the big lesson that we that we learn from him. He learns it by the sweet fact that he switched them around. Anyway, have a good Shabbos and good job, and for now we'll be probably up in the country. We'll talk together from there.